1: Welcome to Voice of a Nation. This is Dr. Lee for America in for Malcolm as guest host tonight. There are ominous developments happening in states across this country under the cloak of secrecy. Arizona, Ground Zero, Texas, Mississippi, Tennessee, and now one of the more diabolical plans for medical tyranny is being exposed in New York State, where the governor has a bill proposed that will delegate dictatorial powers to the New York Department of Health, allowing people to be picked up on any semblance of a, quote, public health concern, end quote, Without due process, without access to attorneys, without access to family or any other source of help. This is staggering what is happening undercover in New York. And there are courageous attorneys standing up to sound the alarm. This truly is a voice of a nation that every single one of you listening cannot afford to miss. And this is a call to action, not only to New Yorkers, but to citizens in every state in the United States of America, because this is happening in your state, and you are the ones who are going to be shown the way to help stop it with legal means at your disposal, but likely you've never heard of. I want to remind our listeners to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday at 6 and 10 p.m. to Malcolm Out Loud. This is his signature show, and I'm honored to be guest hosting for Malcolm tonight. All shows then go to podcasts and are archived on America Out Loud. You can find hours and hours of great content on the entire platform content designed to inspire and motivate you to take back our country from the forces of darkness that seek to bring us down and destroy our lives and our our freedom. And tune in to my show, Truth for Health. I'm heard on America Out Loud on Saturdays at 10 p.m. and 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Then my show also goes to podcast. And check out our website, truthforhealth.org. We are your advocates for medical freedom, for liberty in all forms, and we support legal defense of human and civil rights secured by law. We encourage listeners to consider a charitable donation to our Medical Freedom Fund for those who are fighting against medical tyranny and persecution in all forms. We are doing extraordinary work in our public charity, and I'm honored to be the president and CEO of an amazing band of warriors who are every day advocating for patients' rights, citizens' rights, for our military members, constitutional rights, and in fact, all of us working together, united for freedom. Join our crusade of the voiceless. We are silent no more, and America Out Loud is our platform to bring you news you cannot afford to miss. So stay tuned tonight for an explosive show, a call to action and steps you need to be taking to secure your freedom in New York and every state across this great land. And to talk about all of this today is my guest, Jamie Schurer, who is an attorney in New York with Meyer and Schurer, and their focus has been on domestic adoptions, civil litigation, and family law litigation, But she also is a business owner who suffered the financial consequences under Governor Cuomo's orders to shut down businesses in the early phase of the pandemic. And she and a a colleague in law also sued so that these small businesses could be reopened. Then she and her attorney colleague recently filed a class action suit against the new governor of New York and the Department of Health in New York on behalf of New York healthcare workers. She is about America First, and her mission beyond domestic adoptions of American children is now America First, our children, our elderly, our veterans, our homeless, legal immigrants to our country, our New Yorkers, and all Americans. Welcome to the show, Jamie. We're honored to have you. And I've been reading about some very ominous things happening in New York State with discussions of quarantine facilities and compulsory vaccination. And that is something that I've already done a show about discussing what's happening in Arizona under our governor's executive orders. We know it's happening in Alaska mississippi and several other states in a coordinated way so tell us what you've uncovered in new york and what you are warning the public has been passed under the cloak of secrecy in the department of health and in collusion with the federal government thank you so much dr lee for inviting me here today
2: i so appreciate having this platform to speak on because the thing that bothers me more than anything else is the fact that it is being sneakily done. People don't know about this. I speak to people every single day. And when I mention it, they just kind of like dismiss me and say, that's not happening, that can't happen. In fact, we've had some people call some of the local government offices and they've said, no, that, that bill was taken down. And I'll explain that in a moment. And they don't realize how the governor of New York, Governor Hochul, is trying to sneak it in through the Department of Health. So what happened in January was there was a bunch of bills that were up for um, review, and they tried to pass it. And one of them was called Assembly Bill A-416, which would allow the governor to imprison um, without a trial anyone she considers a threat to public health. I mean, that sentence alone should just send chills down
1: anybody's spine hearing that. So, Which means she could decide someone is a political threat and decide to imprison them with no trial. I want to be sure that your our listeners understand the enormity of what you just said. Exactly. And so I can tell you, people
2: like myself and uh, other uh, lawyers that are, you know, uh, trying really hard to help people definitely feel like we're targets of this bill so there was in fact huge amount of public outrage so the bill was withdrawn I knew when something is withdrawn it doesn't mean that it's not going to be up again some way somehow so right now what the governor has done was she put it in front of the Department of Health as a regulation and nobody knows about it because the Department of Health has gone, to the point of not allowing public opinion anymore. You're, they're supposed to allow public opinion, but they don't. They somehow don't let you go into a Zoom call. They say that they never got the notice unless you go to Albany and appear in person, they won't let you speak. And if you appear in person, they wanted to give you one minute to talk. We got them to give people three minutes at the last hearing, which still wasn't enough. So. Anything that goes before the Department of Health seems to just pass. And that seems to be what's going to happen here. Let me add to
1: what you just said for our listeners to put this in context. You are exactly right. Once the governor delegated to the Department of Health, and that's, that's actually an illegal delegation of authority we've been discussing in other states, But let me put that in context to remind our listeners what we brought out a few weeks ago. In 2005, there was an international health agreement signed by 183 countries, almost all of the countries in the world, signed on to this, giving permission and authority for the WHO, to issue public health guidelines for the world as a dictatorial order in the event that a global pandemic was declared. That agreement was signed in 2005. And fast forward to 2020, in March of 2020, when Tedros announced the issuance of the World Health Organization declaration of a global pandemic, that was the trigger that launched all of these worldwide orchestrated public health control of all of our civil and human rights. That is why, that's the background context for all of you listening out there, this was a legal agreement put in place 15 years before the pandemic actually hit. That's why it rolled out so fast and so orchestrated and we were shut down and lost all of our rights so fast. So now let's put that in the context of what Attorney Schur is explaining for New York. So go ahead. I wanted others to have that broader context, Jamie. Thank you, that was wonderful. Um, So right now the Department of Health has
2: a hearing on Thursday about emergency adoption of 20.06, which is an amendment of part two, section 405.3, you don't need to know all that stuff. But basically it's saying investigation of communicable diseases, isolation and quarantine. So it's going to give them the power or, or Governor Hochul the power and her team to just point somebody out and say let's pick them up indefinitely. No hearing, no attorneys, no due process. It's mind boggling to me. I, I just don't, I can't wrap my mind around it and that's why I believe that most New Yorkers are just saying this can't happen because things seem to be somewhat normal on Long Island. In the city, Manhattan, a little different, not so normal. But on Long Island, things seem to be kind of normal. You know, you can go into some places, a lot of places without a mask. They have signs up, but you still can walk around without a mask. So people are starting to feel somewhat normal, which is a false sense of security. Because while we're sleeping, they're passing these bills, which are really, really scary. They also want to pass things like face coverings all the time, which will make us feel
1: like we're not in the United States anymore. Um, it would feel like the course. Middle East with women being required to wear a burqa.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And just to give you a little bit of background into the Department of Health, uh, you mentioned before about a class action lawsuit that uh, Jim Mermigas and I filed last Friday. It was actually served last Friday. Uh, we filed a case on behalf of the healthcare workers, which, as you know, were our heroes, and then all of a sudden they became zeros, the ones that didn't want to vaccinate. And I got to say, it always boggles my mind as well when somebody says, why don't, doesn't a healthcare worker want to take a vaccine? They should be the first one to line up. So think about it. If they don't want to take it based on what they've seen with COVID, with the vaccinations given out, doesn't that make you think that maybe there's something going on here? Maybe we should all take a step back and not take it or that they have natural immunity. But anyway, going back to the class action, we filed the class action on behalf of the healthcare workers against the governor, Hochul, against Howard Zucker, Zucker, the former Department of Health head, and Mary Bassett, who is the acting Department of Health head. Um, And part of the case is about what happened at the Department of Health back in August and September. There are monthly meetings, September 2nd, there was a meeting. So we had a bunch of experts and healthcare workers and doctors and nurses who asked to speak at the meeting. They were told that they needed to submit exactly what they wanted to say at the meeting. So they did, each one of them did. Each one of them received on August 30th, a letter, the same exact form letter, saying that the meeting was canceled and that they would not need to be present at the meeting. At the bottom of the letter, it said, do not show this letter to anybody, but they showed it to their attorneys, of course. Long story short, the meeting happened on September 2nd and three different times during that meeting, the head person at the meeting turned around and looked around and said, there's nobody from the public for comment, let's vote. So they actually voted on these mandates without any public comment. They did say that there were three letters that came in and they were from not any of our experts, none of them. So they didn't even acknowledge that. It was mind boggling, just scary. So we have brought a case because we really want to go back. We want to set the clock back and go back to that date and start over again. And we're hoping
1: that the judge will grant it and we'll see what we do when we go forward with that. Well, I think that's critical, and that is happening here. The same language that you described in the, the bill and in, in the Department of Health Regulation in New York, we have seen in the documents showing the governor of Arizona's executive order, Governor Ducey, who sided mm-hmm. with the Biden um, campaign in the 2020 election, even though he's in name a Republican, and this, was, this is quite ominous. There are people in Arizona trying to, including us, trying to shine light on what has been done with Governor Ducey's executive orders that turn over power to the Department of Public Health, very similar to what you just described in New York State. And, and I'm telling you, all of our listeners out there need to get checking in, start looking into What's going on in your state? Because the more that we look, the more that we find it's happening in Texas, in Mississippi, in Tennessee, in Arizona, now New York, and there are many others, but we need teams of people in every state looking into what executive orders for public health emergency has your governor issued and what powers have been delegated to the Department of Public Health that tramples on your constitutional rights. This is a staggering abuse of your freedom. And if you can be picked up and taken to a quarantine facility, which is their word, um, I would call it more like a prisoner of war camp. But if you can be taken to a quarantine facility and forced to have a vaccine without your permission, you have just literally become a prisoner of war with no rights and you will not be able to contact your family, attorneys, or have any due process. This is an attorney who just said that. And I'm telling you, we have researched it with attorneys here in Arizona. The same plan is underway to wake up everybody. Jamie, you had some interesting ideas about a way that the people can take action against this abuse. Talk to us about the concept of private citizens filing criminal complaints. We have a template on our website. And talk to us about your concept of how citizens can use this process related to surety bonds. Explain that for our listeners, please. Okay,
2: well, I am not an expert in this, but what's so wonderful about this is that you don't have to be an expert. You don't even have to hire an attorney. You can do it yourself. And there are many people now doing it against their school boards, which is amazing. What you have to do first is in New York, it's called FOIL, F-O-I-L, Freedom of Information Law. Many other states, it's FOIA. And what you have to do is go online. If you're in New York, it's www.health.ny.gov backslash regulations backslash boil backslash. So if you go on that, it literally takes two minutes. I timed it to fill out the form and ask for what you want. So you can ask them uh, which surety company is bonding them so you can ask this for any government official you can ask it for anybody who's been appointed so my suggestion was to go after the governor go after the department of health uh, personnel as well i did find out this morning that they are self-insured so what i'm thinking of is there might be a little glitch here in new york it doesn't mean that in other states this wouldn't work it is working with the school boards. So if nothing else, if your school board is not doing what you want in the school, whether it comes to vaccinations or with masks or isolating people, you can definitely use this foil to find out who they are insured by. And once you find that out, the process is still pretty simple. You file a demand letter and you walk in a demand letter, you send them a demand letter. The demand letter can be pretty much anything that you want to write. You just got to call up the letter or a cease and desist letter. And then you tell them what is going on, what they're doing wrong. And you give them 48 hours to respond. And if they don't respond, then you write up a complaint. And it doesn't have to be a complaint that a, an attorney would write. It could be a complaint that you would write. And there are forms online that you can follow. And with that complaint, you also have it served onto the people or sent by mail As long as you write something up, it's called an affidavit of service. Again, easy form to find online that says that you actually sent it to the person. You also should send it to the security company that you now, through your FOIA request, have found out who they're insured by. Now, what happens here, what's so great about this, is that if you just have one claim, it's like me. If I was sued by one of my clients, okay, my liability and carrier would probably say, okay you know, we'll still represent you. We'll, we'll cover you. You've been practicing for 20 some odd years. No problem. But if all of a sudden I had 10 claims, they're going to say to me, oh, we're going to defend this, but we're done with you after that. So the goal here is to go after these people and have the surety companies drop them because if they drop them, there's only there's not that many surety companies. If they drop them. Then what's going to happen is the other companies are not going to insure them. And then these Elected officials or appointed officials cannot continue in their role. They must step down because it's a requirement that they are insured. They cannot hold most of these titles without being insured. So this is this is a great way to go after your school board. And again, it's not expensive. So anybody and everybody can do it. And it's power in numbers. And that's what we have to realize. You know, I went to a school board meeting right here on Long Island in Syosset where my kids grew up. Uh, the other day with my husband. And we've been going monthly and talking and saying things. And every time we've been there, people have been very complacent. They wear their masks. They listen. Some of them wearing two masks. And this past week, we went, got there a little late, and I was blown away by the mama bears that I saw there. People have woken up. People have said, one woman got up and she was amazing. She says, well, some of us got vaccinated. I got vaccinated. She goes, and then I got COVID. She goes, I got an Omicron. So there you go. I got my booster. And people just started applauding. And she goes, and there's no way I'm giving it to my kids. She goes, there's just no way. So it was amazing. We were powerful when we have a lot of numbers. So everybody has to participate in some way. Everybody should I've, go on to, God.
1: Go. This is a brilliant plan. And you are issuing an important call to action to New Yorkers. But every single American listening to this in every state can start your local group to do exactly the same thing in your community. You can start this surety bond process with a group of friends, a group of your activists, your freedom loving community members who want their lives back. And let's quickly list the steps that our attorney guest, Jamie Schur, suggested just now. Number one, file a FOIA request in your state for the name of the surety bond company that insures the public officials. Number two, write a simple letter. Let me just
2: interrupt you there because um, oh, okay. The, okay. First, the first, I'm sorry, the first one is when you write a request, but the FOIL, you're asking which company insures them. So just to be specific. So if you're going after the governor, let's say, you're going to say, please let me know which, uh, which surety company insures this
1: person. And that's what your request is.
2: You're trying to find that information.
1: Good. Okay. Thanks for that clarification. Okay. Okay, Everybody take notes. That's step one. Step two, Jamie said, Send a demand letter, cease and desist letter with a 48-hour notice, just a simple letter listing what they're doing wrong. And then number three, if they don't respond, which they likely won't, write a simple complaint letter about the violation that you are experiencing. Have it served to them and then online You can get the form called Affidavit of Service to the person and to the bond issuing company, the surety company. And then you start rallying your friends, your local community groups, your political groups, your church groups, anyone who wants freedom back, parent groups, and get them to go through the same process. Start having community meetings, invite 12 friends over to your home and have a shorty bond party to get this going in your community. We have got to help Americans take their freedom back. It will not be given back to you. We're going to have to use the legal process to take it back in the ways that are open to us. Other comments on this, Jamie, from what you've seen, you know, it's working with the school boards. So you're saying extend it to these other public officials. Right. And I'll tell you something. The reason why the school boards need to be sued and need
2: to go through this is because they are being threatened. I know in New York with the governor, she is threatening to hold back funding and they've gotten tons of funding through the COVID relief funds. But the governor holds the purse strings and she threatens to hold things back unless the school boards do what she wants. To me, that kind of rings of that phrase quid pro quo. So I don't know why people are not upset about this and the school boards most of them are volunteers. They are elected but they're volunteers. So I don't know why they're not coming forward. I mean a lot of them are parents. They should be coming forward as well. And making this so that
1: everybody knows what's going on so that people will fight back. Um, I, I don't think they know that they have an option to fight back. That's why your educational efforts in the media and in your communities, that's your, your educational efforts are critically important. You know, most of us don't know this. We go about our daily work. I'm in medicine. I don't have time to look into things like surety bonds And I didn't even realize that all public officials had to be covered by them. I mean, it makes sense. I just hadn't thought about it. I dare say that most people just simply don't know that citizens have this power. That's the problem here.
2: You know what? Also, I think that um, people don't realize how much of their rights every day are being taken away. Let's go back for a second to the healthcare workers that I've been working with now for some of them, six months, some of them longer. And again, they were our heroes. They went in most of them, especially these nurses, they went into these rooms, not knowing if they were gonna catch this disease that could have been Ebola-like and they could have died that day. We didn't know back then what was going on. And now since some of them, or a lot of them don't wanna take the vaccine, not only are they fired um, or put on leave without pay, but then when they are actually fired, they're not able to get unemployment. So these people put in a religious exemption or medical exemption, they were denied, and the hospitals say that they couldn't accommodate them. Now, I don't understand that. How can they not accommodate them when they accommodated them when, you know, they barely had enough PPE and stuff like that to keep them safe, but okay. So they say they can't accommodate them. So they let them go and they fire them. And then because the governor has said to the department of labor, don't give any unemployment benefits to people who are saying, I have a religious exemption. I don't understand where she gets that power to do that. She I'm doesn't. Really she sure. doesn't.
1: Yes. They, they are lawless. This, this is the waiver of all human and civil rights that occurred in 2005 International Health Agreement in the event of a global pandemic. All countries that signed that agreement, 183 of them, agreed that public health would rule. And, and this is ruling in a dictatorial way, essentially, throwing out all previous rule of law. Any other employer who refuses to pay unemployment would be sanctioned and penalized. And the governor just blew that off for the hospitals, and the hospitals are paid by the federal government all of these bounties on how many people they get vaccinated. So they're making money on how many healthcare workers they get vaccinated. I've done editorials and radio shows on that too. The public doesn't know this. That's why what you're doing is so important.
2: I'll give you an example. I I had an unemployment hearing a couple weeks ago. It was actually right before Christmas. This wonderful nurse, she'd been working for, I'm not sure if it's 30 or 35 years. We show up at the hearing. It's all online. And the judge gets me on the phone, gets my client on the phone, and then goes and tries to get Northwell Hospital on the phone. Their attorneys can't find them. So you would think we get a default judgment. That's the way things normally work. Nope. We had to do the hearing without Northwell. So, and I don't mind saying it because this is true and just Northwell's been one of the worst. So the judge asked my client questions. I asked my client questions. We do a closing argument. It's clear that she did not quit her job, that she actually had an opportunity to work non-patient facing, which would be a wonderful accommodation. She's had COVID. She has a religious exemption. She also had a medical exemption. And so we left that hearing thinking, oh, it's Christmas time. We definitely won. She you definitely get your unemployment benefits. She gets a letter after Christmas saying, you quit your job, uh, 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 speechless. I, I don't even know what to say to that.
1: She, well, they clearly, just are flagrantly, they are flagrantly lawless at every mm-hmm. turn. We are dealing mm-hmm. with this in hospitals across the country with our COVID care strategy team. The hospital attorneys know they have immunity. They are arrogant. They are, they are flouting the law with impunity. We're going to talk more about this in just a minute. We will be right back.
0: Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration
3: on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off.
2: Dr. Vladimir Zelenko knows a thing or two about the immune system. He was nominated for a Nobel Prize for his early COVID-19 treatments, and now... He's offering his Z-Stack supplements to our listeners at a discount. Just go to zstacklifecom slash freedom. That's z slash freedom.
3: The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio.
0: Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa.
1: And we are back with attorney Jamie Scher from New York, who is filing a class action suit with her colleague against the governor and the Department of Health over the illegal violations of human rights, civil rights, constitutional rights in the state of New York. So, Jamie, we were talking before about the surety bonds, we were talking about the power of the citizens that they may not know they have, and you're educating them on that. What are the, What are the next steps that you envision there in New York to stop this lawlessness and abuse of the citizens' constitutional rights and their freedom? What are your next steps?
2: Well, when it comes to the class action,
1: we're actually going,
2: Jim is actually working on a TRO now to expedite things. And if we get that, which I think we have a good shot at getting it, I don't want to you know, jinx myself, but I really think we have a good shot of getting it, I think a lot of dominoes will start falling into place. Because uh, it will go back to, as I mentioned before, a September 2nd hearing, where not only did they not let the public comment, but they also said that they were doing this, they were making these mandates based on no data. Uh, that doesn't make sense. So if that's the case, then they really couldn't, have, they should not have made these, these um, mandates. So our feeling right now is to get it to turn back the clock, change things around and take this power away from the governor. There's so many things, as I mentioned before, that she's been doing wrong to these people when it comes to unemployment, when it comes to these firings, when it comes to these mandates. Making, making not only school boards have kids wear masks in schools. And I've heard of horror stories where kids are sitting at lunch and if they're sitting at a table and they're near each other, one side of the table can take their mask off and take a few bites. And then the other side can do it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's worse than a prison. There's so many horror stories going on. I can tell you over and over again how many healthcare workers have moved out of state already. And it's so sad because we had a really fantastic healthcare system in New York where a lot of these people are moving out because they can't afford to live where they're living. The craziest thing is I have tons of, I mean, hundreds of healthcare workers that can work remotely. And they've also been fired. I had one person who was retiring and they said to her, well, we can't give you your retirement until you get vaccinated.
1: When you hear things like that, Yes, yes. That, that, is, that is beyond outrageous. Mm-hmm. So you, you ask
2: yourself, what is the goal here? It's not about keeping us healthy. It's not about keeping us safe. There's something else going on here. There's some other agenda. And that's not a conspiracy. This is in black and white. It's showing you on paper. She could not get her benefits, her retirement after 40 years of service,
1: unless she took the vaccine. Why? And it is total global tyranny. Submit, or we will crush you. That is exactly what is happening. And and New York is one of the worst, and they were one of the worst during the pandemic. I was speaking out against what Governor Cuomo did to the vulnerable elderly in nursing homes. I, I was just furious at how vulnerable those patients were and what he did, sending infected people back into the nursing home and then blocking hydroxychloroquine as the only treatment that could have saved their lives. It was deliberate and planned. And we are seeing exactly that tyranny carried out in what you just described. That is an absolute violation of every bit of employment law about people's being entitled to their retirement benefits. I've been an employer for 35 years. I know what what we have to do. This is beyond outrageous. I I can't say it strongly enough. Uh, Listeners, this is time to get loud, get involved. You're going to have to use the techniques that Jamie has been talking about, or you will be a surf. A, a prisoner of war in your own country, your own community, your own state?
2: Well, I think that people don't realize that we are at war now because it's not the typical war that we had back many years ago where everybody's out on the fields and, you know, guns and all that stuff. It's, it's more high tech and it's very scary. And it, it's definitely reminding me of Nazi Germany. There's no doubt people think, oh, it's not going to happen to me you know, I'm okay, I'm safe.
1: And you can't think like that. That's what happened to, that's what happened in Germany. Oh, this isn't going to happen to me. And remember the saying, first they came for Jews and I wasn't a Jew. So I didn't speak up. Then they came for the Christians, but I wasn't a Christian. So I didn't speak up. And then they came for me and no one was left to defend me. Right. And that is what's happening. It is a war and the war is against Individual freedom, individual property, individual rights, individual bodily integrity and autonomy. That was clearly spelled out in Agenda 21. It's been known for at least two decades that the long-term plan was no property rights, no individual rights, and no freedom. And America has been the last holdout. That's why it's so critical that you listen to what Attorney Sherry is saying about get involved in your community. Take these steps. And what about the individual private citizen criminal complaint? Jamie, can you talk to that point also? The the criminal complaint in terms of who? suing who? Well, for so example, um, criminal complaints can be filed, and we have templates on our form on our website, truthforhealth.org. And citizens can file a criminal complaint with the attorney general of their state when there has been willful misconduct or a wrongful death in the hospital or criminal violation of existing laws. And you don't have to hire an attorney to do that. This has been a successful action. The attorney working with our foundation has worked with citizens groups. He calls them the mama bears. There's a group in Colorado that's particularly active. They have filed, helped citizens file over 20,000 criminal complaints in various states with the attorney generals of those states against hospital administrators, against public officials. So this is another avenue, the surety bond approach and the individual citizen filing a criminal complaint. That's true. And as you know,
2: um, New York is really pretty much a Democratic state. However, uh, in the last election, uh, Long Island did take a lot of seats, which was wonderful, including the Nassau County DA's Mm -hmm. position. So we've actually tried recently to reach out to her. I do have a whistleblower who's interested in um, doing some of that stuff that I'm not going to talk about today. But yes, that is definitely an avenue that we should go to. We are also uh, gathering. um, We have a lot of potential plaintiffs with the remdesivir. That's a whole other issue. Um, In the hospitals, they give you remdesivir. And even if you ask them not to, they give you remdesivir, and most people who take that drug don't survive. So that's right. a class action. It,
1: mm-hmm. it, that's an important class action. And remdesivir, Fauci knew in the Ebola trials that it had a death rate over 50%, and they actually had to pull it from the clinical trials for Ebola when other drugs did not have that death rate. So it wasn't the disease, it was the drug. And then he turned around in May of 2020 and made it the gold standard for COVID, knowing it was toxic to the kidney, toxic to potentially the lungs it was supposed to treat, and had a very high death rate. So you're right. And could you comment on the fact that if a hospital staff member gives a patient a drug the patient has refused? That is in the legal world called a tort, a battery, Yes, correct? Yep. Yes, yes. Well, that um, is I, a criminal action, and that's where the criminal complaint, family members of a loved one who died can file a criminal complaint against the hospital workers, hospital administrators for those actions.
2: I, I actually believe that early on, if nurses or doctors followed the protocols, I could almost give them a little bit of a pass, but at this point in time, if there are any doctors or nurses that are giving patients sedatives and remdesivir, and then putting them on vents, then I think that they're equally liable for the murder, or if the person is maimed or harmed in any way, those people should have known that, they, that what they were doing was wrong. Absolutely. And Fauci, there's no doubt
1: he's got to be held accountable. I, I quite agree. And in fact, the healthcare workers, we hear from people working in ICUs every day. They, they do know that these protocols are not working. They feel trapped by their hospital administrators. And they do know that the death rate is high. Across Texas hospitals, the Medicare data from one of our whistleblowers, has revealed that 84.9 percent of patients who go on a ventilator after 96 hours on a ventilator die. You can't tell me that those doctors and nurses and hospital administrators don't know that this protocol is killing people.
2: You know, that's it's no excuse that they feel trapped. Um, in Nazi Germany, when a soldier brought people to the gas chambers and went home and had dinner with his family. Was that okay that he, you know, was just told to do it? It wasn't on his orders. He didn't bring them to the gas chambers. He still did that. So if somebody is putting somebody on a vent these days and giving them remdesivir and giving them the sedatives so that the people can't even breathe on their own if they wanted to, and then they basically drown to death, horrible death, uh, I I have no sympathy for them. And in fact, when I first started representing healthcare workers, I was very careful not to represent people who had done that unless they were really remorseful because it just made no sense to me. I mean, I don't, I can't relate to that and I can't represent that.
1: Well, I agree with you. And, and in fact, I said in the beginning of the pandemic, this wasn't my field infectious disease. I'm in preventive and climacteric medicine, but I -hmm. just said, look, if there's something I can study and learn and know how to do that's safe, I'm going to, pull out all the stops. I don't want patients to die on my watch. And exactly, all, of this, exactly. all of this time I have treated COVID patients early and quickly with the full algorithm Dr. McCullough and the international team developed and published in early, early part of 2020. And I've had no patients go in the hospital and no patients die because we treat in the first three days of symptoms and a combination group of medicines, it's not just ivermectin, by the way, you have to use the whole combination, but it's, it's phenomenally successful. This is unconscionable, and I've been speaking out on it ever since the beginning of the pandemic. We, you are correct, and in Nazi Germany, following the end of World War II, in the Nuremberg trials, the doctors who carried out those orders and said, tried to use that excuse. Well, I was just following orders. Those doctors were held accountable and put to death. Following orders is not an excuse when you are killing people. Exactly, exactly. Um, Good. Good, tell us what you would like to wrap up with a call to action for New York and the rest of the country who is listening to us today. And again, I thank you so much for that.
2: Well, the last thing, I'd really like to have a call to action to have everybody go after what's going on with the governor, how she is trying to get A416 put through through the Department of Health. You can make a difference if you do the FOIL request that we said and write letters. But the main way that you can make some difference right now is to go to, uh, write a letter to R-E-G- sqna at health.ny.gov or call 518-473-7488 and give your opinion. Attention is Catherine Ceralo, C-E-R-A, sorry, C-E-R-O-A-L-O. So make your opinions clear. If you inundate the Department of Health with your opinions, they have to respond to you. They have to put it on the record. That's what it says. So hopefully this time they'll do it because we're giving we're giving it some exposure. A bunch of us are gonna go up to Albany on Thursday, 10 a.m. there's gonna be a hearing. If you can get there, even if you stand outside and show support, that would be wonderful too. Um, actually, I don't think this airs before then. Um, and uh, next week, the 14th is the last day to put comments in. On the 15th, this will go through unless we stop it. So we must make this happen because the class action I'm doing and unemployment hearings I'm doing and mask mandates that apparently Governor is lifting as of tomorrow, it means nothing unless we stop this. This is the call to action. We must stop her
1: now. Excellent. And what I'd like you to do and to our listeners today, we will post this on the website for truthforhealth.org. We will post it on americaoutloud.com under my page, Dr. Lee for America. Jamie, if you will send a paragraph to me that lists the steps people need to take and the websites, you have one called bondsforthewin.com and you yep. have a, a Substack column that you want people to know about send me a paragraph and i will see that it's posted on our websites and we will help you share the word and the call to action this is your life and your freedom at stake everybody listening please listen to the call to action that jamie has just issued time is short And you must speak out if you want to preserve your bodily freedom, your livelihood, your right to live your life under your control, not the Department of Health and not the tyrannical governor of New York. Jamie, closing words. Just thank you. You've said it all. I think we said it all. Thank you so much for
2: having me today on this. And thank you for all that you do, Dr. Lee. You're really wonderful.
1: Thank you. You're so welcome, Jamie. How can people reach you in New York? Your website, do you have an office phone you'd like to share? Let's give people a way to reach you and your colleague, Jim, to participate in the class action, to help in the campaign for the surety bond notices against the governor and the public officials, and even to start looking at ways to have more people file criminal complaints for the wrongful death in the hospitals with the, as I call it, the COVID death protocol.
2: Thank you. Um, the website is www.myer, rcom You can sign up for the emails and you can stay up to date on everything that we're doing. We also started a give, send, go for the remdesivir class action, because it's going to be very expensive to sue Gilead and others. So if you can afford to contribute, anything is not too little. Uh, We'd appreciate that. Um, You can call 516-713-0655 or send text if you like, and uh, we will respond to you as soon as possible. And uh, we hear you. We listen. We hear you. And we will get back to you. and We will do everything that we can to help and make New York and make America the best the way it was and the way it can be again.
1: Thank you so much, Attorney Schur. I am grateful for your courage and for your passion and dedication to defending freedom. And for those of you listening who would like to make a charitable donation to truthforhealth.org, we have a Medical Freedom Defense Fund that allows the donor to make a charitable gift and we can we have designated uses for that for medical censorship defense for the military freedom advocacy for the hear our voices fund and there are ways that we can work together with the kinds of class actions that attorney shore and her partner are bringing in new york so there are many ways to give and support and also take action in your time and effort with these steps that have been outlined today. The surety bond process, a criminal complaint, writing, calling, giving your opinion. We cannot remain silent. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. This is Dr. Lee for America. Guest hosting for Malcolm tonight on Voice of a Nation. And I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank all of you. I'm sure many of you were taking notes on the steps that you can take, that Attorney Shore has outlined tonight, that you can take to secure your freedom in your state. Let's get loud. Let's get involved start filling out those criminal complaint forms, start filling out FOIA information requests to find out who the surety bond company is insuring public officials in your area and mobilize your community to start filing complaints against those bonds and the ways that we can legally work together as a community united for freedom to take back our country from these elected officials that are usurping our freedoms, disrupting our lives, and destroying everything that we hold dear. Join us in our crusade for the voiceless, truthforhealth.org, and always on America Out Loud, the platform that seeks to fight for the soul of America.